The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. We kicking this song, uh, we kicking this thing off. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody. So let's go and let's get started in here. Let's go. All right, good morning, everybody. I am. I'm actually here already. T-Row in the morning show time on this Thursday, December 28th. It is game day in San Antonio, and we welcome you now to the Alamo City. T-Row in the morning show time here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. A1 and Turkey Bacon taking over, bringing it local, blasting it. You know how it works. Coming to you live this morning from the team hotel here on the Riverwalk. Tonight, it'll be the Valero Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma and Arizona. Kickoff around 8.20 p.m. tonight, and we're going to get you all set for it. It's going to be a uh, 12-hour pregame show today, 6A to 6P. Getting you set for kickoff tonight. Big show this morning. We've got uh, uh, Porter Moser coming by live. His team also in action tonight back in the Lloyd Noble Center. We will have TJ's gut, three predictions, Steely's uncle's thoughts on the bowl game tonight. He'll join us live a little bit later on. We will hear from Arizona head coach Jed Fish, from Sooner head coach Brent Venables, from Arizona play-by-play voice Brian Jeffries, It is a big, 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 big show here on a Thursday morning game day in San Antonio, and there's no better way we could start than by welcoming in my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J. Perry on the other side of the glass. He's a world champion. Good morning, TJ. As if my days weren't screwed up enough. Good morning. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, TJ. Good morning, Toby. How are you today? How are you today, TJ? Oh, let me think about that. I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you? There it is. I'm doing good. How are my levels and everything, TJ? Everything okay? Uh, give me a test here. Uh, Mike, check one, two, three, four. Uh, Good morning, you, everybody. <laughs> when you yell like that, yes. You're a little low, slightly a little, low. A little low? Yeah. 
Here we go. How Here about go. that? Let me uh, try that again. Uh, good morning, everybody. Oh, oh, uh, too much? Too much? Well, Back when down you yell, well, when you talk normal, you're fine. So just if I – I'll probably most of the day I'll talk normal. Yeah, you're good. So now. let's say you're I'm good. right here. You like that spot right Wonderful. there? Yeah, I like okay, that. Okay, we'll keep it. Yeah. You let me know. I like to do these on the air, TJ. A lot of people like to uh, do mic checks and – Audio level checks, but when we're off the air, right, right. I prefer to do them. I know in the middle of the show. I think it's a real behind the scenes moment for the fans, and they enjoy it a lot. Makes them so. feel like they're here in studio with me. That's exactly right. Makes them feel like what it feels like to be a part of a big time radio atmosphere. How are you today, TJ? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Well, it's a complicated question. Um, I'm good. I'm excited that it's game day. I have found a place to broadcast from. However, it could be tenuous. Uh-oh. So this might be a show on the move today. We'll see how this works out. <laughs> I'm currently set up um, in the team area outside of uh, the quarterback and offensive game planning room. Huh. And um, nobody's here. They, I don't think, will be here for quite a while. Maybe some coaches and assistants and, uh, you know, GAs, things like that will trickle down. I, I can't imagine. I haven't seen the team itinerary, but they don't play till 8.20 tonight. So I imagine we're not getting an early start with the team this morning. So I think where I've set up is uh, is okay. But I don't know that for 100% sureness. Mm. So we'll see if I get yelled at Seth or, told, or someone may come and run you off. So I'm scared of pretty much everyone on this coaching staff, <laughs> um, with the exception of Brandon Hall. He does not scare me. Right. I feel like I could wrestle him to the ground. Sure, absolutely. But uh, the rest of them frighten me. If uh, if Bill Bedenboe doesn't like where I am, I will jump off this balcony, three floors. So uh, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little nervous about where I am, but I don't know of a better spot. My wife is sleeping in our room. I was going to say, the can't wait walls to are, the wife. So. Well, I, no, but I don't think I would do it in my room if I was uh, if I was here alone because the walls are very thin, I've noticed. Oh. <laughs> Nothing bad except for my daughter is in the next room and her friend, and I could hear them. Chirping all night. Yes. Giggling. Giggling. They uh, were probably singing like they were in the back seat yesterday. There was probably some of that going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about that? Can you imagine eight hours of that no, in your ear? No. That's the, I watched the 30-second video or whatever it was, and I'm like, oh, no. I can't take that the whole drive. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So, anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's what's going on. Uh, but I'm glad it's game day. Uh, we made it down here. I cannot stress again how much I despise driving in the state of Texas. I hate the state of Texas with every fiber in my being. I hate, hate, hate it. Your stupid state is the stupidest, stupid state that has ever been statehooded. And I cannot wait to get back out. the, The best thing about going to the SEC is... There will only be two teams in the state of Texas instead of four going forward. So, theoretically, half the number of trips down here. Oh, Rough drive, we, bad traffic? What's going on here? Oh, or normal just, oh, Texas just normal traffic. Texas. Yeah. Yeah, just awful. Every 
place you could possibly have a bottleneck and there'd be too many people and not enough road, uh, it was, you know, uh, Denton, Fort Worth, Waco might have been the worst of all. Uh, Thank God we have built that thing around Austin now that takes you all the way down to San Antonio. Or we would have never, we'd still be stuck in Austin. But uh, some genius built the loop around Austin that you can go 85 miles an hour now on out by the uh, F1 track out there, the new Tesla plant and everything. Um, So that's a lifesaver. But then when you get into San Antonio, it was bumper to bumper. So just the worst state of the 50. The 50th ranked state of 50. Have I expressed enough, TJ, how much I thoroughly hate the state of Texas? And especially the interstate system. Yeah, their uh, their roadways are not good. They're, it's traffic everywhere you go. It doesn't matter. You can try to go around it. You can try to go through it. You can try to go over it. It doesn't matter. So, I wish they would invent a way, and this is a pipe dream, but I wish they would invent a way that you could get in some sort of a vehicle, like a flying vehicle, that would just take you over all of the traffic and just like take you from point A to point B, and you can fly over all of that and just land in your destination in like one fourth of the amount of time. Huh. <clears throat> that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's possible. I think that's why Chris Plank's doing his soul show from here today. Oh, and we'll be back on a remote at Riverwind by tomorrow morning. So, oh. <laughs> huh? You could have gone on the team plane. Not the team plane. The team. Flew I mean, down they, here. Yeah, well, they would have been here. The uh, uh, everybody else plane. Yeah, I could have, but um, my family wanted to come down with me. Oh, so. leave the family at home. Jeez. Well, there were times I'm teasing yesterday. Girls, I'm teasing. I would not do that, and I'm happy they're here with me, and uh, we're going to make memories that last a lifetime. <laughs> sing a lot of Taylor Swift songs and things on the way home. There were times yesterday, though, when I was stuck in traffic, where I was like, I could have flown. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we got here. We um, we went, we, we were starving. So we went down to the Riverwalk. You take a, an elevator here down to Riverwalk level. Just a one-floor jump, but you got to take this little Riverwalk elevator. And when when we got in the elevator, everybody got out because there's only, it's only two floors. You're either you're either at the Riverwalk level or at the hotel level. So you're either you're going up and down. There's no reason to stay on the elevator because it's just going up and down between levels. So we're waiting, and the elevator comes up, and everybody gets off the elevator except for one guy. And he is uh, he's standing in the back of the elevator drinking a beer. And it's a glass elevator. And we're waiting for him to get off, and he doesn't get off. And the doors start to shut. And we're like, wait, wait, wait. And so he, like, sticks his hand in, opens it, we get in. And I was like, you're not getting off? And he goes, no, I'm just riding the elevator up and down. I'm just a drunk guy riding the elevator up and down. I said, all right. Well, at least you're owning it. Yeah. He goes, yep. <laughs> Not a bad place to be. Then we get down uh, onto the river walk. It's it's uh, packed, but it's a festive atmosphere, TJ. It's a festive Alamo holiday atmosphere. 
and we're we're trying to find a place to eat. And not too far from us is a, a Mexican restaurant that we've been to before. And we get in like ten minute wait. It was perfect. Found us a seat right there by the river. It was perfect. Had a great meal, delicious enchiladas last night. It was perfect. And those were the times where I was like, man, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're all here together. And we drove down and fought the traffic today. So that's what you do it for, TJ. The memories that the last memories a that lifetime. Last a lot. Yeah, that's true. The memories that's true. that last a lifetime, TJ. Like driving home Friday. That'll be another memory. <laughs> How was your Wednesday, TJ? Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, good morning. Good morning, Good to see everybody. Good yeah. to see you. He's up in game planning mode. Yeah, I went and, uh, went and saw the Iron Claw yesterday afternoon. Oh. And? It was an emotional roller coaster. It's oh a great movie. It's a great movie. You did um, not cry over a wrestling movie. I did not. I did not. Okay. Although at the very end... You know, at the end of those true stories, they'll put up some narrative up there, you know, about, you know, what so-and-so's been doing or something like that. Mm -hmm. There was one line that popped up and then a picture, and that kind of got, like, a lot of people, and they're like, oh, Mm. wow. Like, that was the the, thing that tugged at your heartstrings. So, Mm. I did not cry, but came close, came close at one point. I knew the story. I knew the story pretty well, and I knew they uh, changed some things up slightly. But it's a it's a great movie. The performances are great in it. I can see why everyone's uh, gushing all over Zac Efron, saying it's a possible Oscar nomination there for him. So it's it's obviously about a wrestling family, but it's more about tragedy and family and stuff than actual wrestling. There's uh, there's wrestling in it, but it's not as much as uh, you would think. Um, the one thing that I did not like about the movie, and this is a complaint that. Once I got home last night, I started seeing uh, pop up quite a bit as I was looking at it and reading some stuff. Uh, whoever they cast as Ric Flair, yeah, was just terrible. Like oh, ruined the whole movie almost. Like he's in it for like a minute and a half, not very long at all. And you're watching this guy, and you're like, you look nothing like him. You sound nothing like him, and the lines <laughs> you're delivering aren't Ric Flair lines. Like what's going on? It was. All the other people that were in the movie, the Von Erics, the Freebirds, Bruiser Brody, there's not that many wrestlers in it, like I said, because it's not that much wrestling in it. But the ones that are in it, I'm like, man, that's pretty good. That, that casting was pretty good. And Ric Flair pops up on the screen, probably the most famous of any of them, and you're like, this guy sucks. Mm. And uh, that's been the biggest complaint about the movie is the guy that plays Ric Flair is just terrible in it. But highly recommend it. It's a great movie. It's about... You know, like I said, it's uh, the dynamic between fathers and sons and tragedy within a family. And it's just, uh, I could not imagine going through what that family went through and losing the amount of people that they lost in different ways. So, Well, don't uh, spoil it for me. Well, I think a lot of people know the story of the Von Erichs, but well, maybe. I'm not, not ruining not anything. I'm not a wrestling fan. I'm not ruining don't. anything. I'm just saying there's a lot of tragedy in their family. <sighs> so, yeah. Yeah. Were there any other 50 year old men by themselves during the holidays at the movie? Um, There were a couple here and there, yeah. Yeah. Um, you couldn't have told I was alone because, 
you know, you reserve your seats nowadays at the movie theater. Huh. And I got in there and I was like, I don't like that seat. And it was half empty. So I was like, I'm just going to go sit right here. And then some big dude in combat boots sat next to me with his girlfriend. And oh, I'm boy. like, well, this is awkward and I don't want to move. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, they sat down and I don't want to be the right. jerk that moves. So I sat next to whoever that they were. There were two or three of them together. And so it looked like we were all together, but it was a good, <laughs> it was a good seat. <laughs> it was a good seat. Did you get yourself some popcorn? I got or some popcorn, then went home and had some tamales, and it was a good evening. Oh yeah. man, I wish I could have yeah, some except more for of those USC tamales. winning. Other than that, it was a good evening. Those tamales, man, they were good. I can't believe you didn't send me home with any tamales the other night. I can't believe when uh, Katie tamales. said, "Does anybody want any of these tamales or no, a cheesecake or anything? Never, Would you like to take said. something?" Never. Yeah, nobody never ever said. took anything. So I never said. By the way, I'm going to need that bowl back with my pink dip in it, the Tupperware bowl. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> gonna, Who's got my Tupperware? I'm going to wash it and uh, send it back to you. So no, I don't need the okay. Tupperware okay. bowl, please. But no, it's a great uh, movie. I would uh, recommend it to everyone out there. Okay, Iron Claw. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's a wrestling movie. No, it's a family movie. It's about movie. the Von Erichs. It's, the fa- it's a family movie. It's a family movie. No, not family like you would take your family to. Don't take your family to it. It's a uh, movie about family. Yeah. It's a movie about a wrestling family. Yeah. Who experiences tragedy. That's right. That's right. Is good old JR in it? No, not at all. Not ever. Mm. He was not a part of the world-class championship How dare you say that? How dare you take a shot at good old JR? <laughs> I'm not like taking that. a shot at all. Take it back. <laughs> he was not. He was not involved in that wrestling no. organization. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I probably will see it someday. I doubt that. I doubt that. But. I think it could be a good, uh, you know, streaming on Netflix movie some afternoon, perhaps. Right. Uh, uh, definitely that. Yeah, I would definitely. <clears throat> that. Uh, by I the remember. way, movie yeah. theaters. You want people to come? My goodness, lower your prices. What'd you pay? Afternoon matinee, popcorn, and a, a drink uh, was about 34 bucks for just me. Gracious. Yeah. Where like, did you go? The Warren. Oh. But that uh, rich theater down there for Well, that was the only one. Nowhere, uh, the theater in Norman wasn't showing it, so I had to go there. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, right? It good. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Very much, yeah. All right, very good. All right, we're underway in San Antonio. It is game day. Let's hear from you today. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. If you did not hear our interview with Arizona play-by-play voice Brian Jeffries late in the show yesterday, we're going to play that for you again coming up bottom of this hour. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by McIntyre Law. Award-winning personal injury law firm specializing in a wide range of cases. They'll recover your losses following an accident that's not your fault. They'll fight for you. Over $250 million won for their clients. 1-877-917-5250 or McIntyreLaw.com. Let's see here. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Just tuned in to hear your stupid, stupidest from Toby. Nice way to wake up. And hate, hate, hate Texas. Yeah. What a terrible state. 
I just I don't understand why anyone would live here and how anyone like you loves this place so much. And roots for the Longhorns. I, I I don't I don't love that place as far as what you oh, just get talked about town. the traffic and everything else. It's ho- horrible. It's one reason why I never went back. So no, it's it's the worst driving. Yeah, I can't say that. California is pretty bad, but it's terrible. No matter where you go, it's terrible. Uh, Elon has a flying car in the works, Patrick says. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. We've been talking about it since the beginning you know, of this show. I mean, come on. The 1950s. <laughs> How long ago did the Jetsons come out? Right. I mean, come on. Uh, hey, Toby, come back on State Highway 281. It's a lot better. Writing it down. All right, got it. Toby, next year in the SEC, will you and the radio crew be driving to the away games? Asked Marietta Sooner. Oh, no. Um, I mean, probably, uh, well, let's see, next year we play at Missouri. That's a maybe. We play at LSU, we'll fly, we play at Ole Miss and Auburn, we'll fly. So just Missouri's a maybe. But um, unlikely, I think that the um, – we didn't have to drive to this one. There was a flight available. However, the flight isn't getting in today until – it'll get to the Alamo Dome about 4 o'clock. The, the people on the flight will get to the Alamo Dome about 4 or 5 o'clock. Really 5 o'clock, I think. And – for our entire setup and everything, Drake feels better about it if we get an earlier start than that, if possible. So he decided to drive down, and a couple of guys rode with him to help him with setup last night and today. I simply wanted to bring my family with. That's why I drove. But, um, yeah, I think in the SEC the plan is to do what we do most of the time when there are uh, – games that are farther away like West Virginia or like BYU this year which is there's a team plane and then there's a smaller auxiliary plane that goes with um what uh Brent Venables refers to as the Roy plane TJ ROY uh he says are you on our plane or the Roy plane and uh Roy stands for rest of y'all <laughs> Thought you mean Roy Williams or something? No, the 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 Roy plane is the rest, <laughs> the rest of, of y'all. Yeah, so like uh, you know, um, people that set up the sidelines, equipment, people that set up the locker rooms, equipment uh, managers, uh, athletic department people. Um, you know, Joe C. If the president goes, they're obviously the radio crew, sometimes cheerleader and band, everybody else that goes along that they don't have room for on the team plane will be in the Roy plane, the rest of y'all. So that'll be most road trips in the SEC. Now, I am lobbying, TJ, for a radio crew sponsorship deal with either NetJet or one of those other, you know, things that Kirk Herbstreet takes all over the country. Yeah. However, it's going to have to be like an eight-passenger one with – eight to ten-passenger one with room for all of our gear. And that can be quite pricey, uh, like in the multi-millions of dollars. So, um, so far, TJ, I have not huh. had any takers on our 
radio crew net jet deal. Plus, your two emotional support dogs aren't as famous as Ben. Ben probably yeah. makes a lot of money on sponsorships alone now. So of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Andrew Shepard and Drake aren't doing that for you. We do so. prefer to <coughs> drive. Uh, I'm having some throat issues on game uh-oh, day. Uh-oh. This uh-oh. isn't good. That's not good. Hang on, just a second. Test one, two, three, four, five. Man, I had it just set just perfectly. Now we're going to have to do another on-air test. How's this, TJ? (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. You're good. You're good. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. See, it's still not right. Let me take a drink. I brought my Stanley with me. Hang on a second. These hotel rooms get to you, man. They get to you quick. Okay, now what was I talking about? Um... The uh, sponsorship of a, a private flight for the radio yeah I don't crew. think that. I think yeah. I moved on from that I don't remember oh we like to drive when possible just from a um, um, comfort standpoint like you can come and go to the stadium as you please you can get there and set up as early as you need to you're not you're not stuck on the Sorry, is that going over the air when I clear my throat like that? You're muting that, right? Please tell me you're muting that. Of course I am. <laughs> there we, go. Uh, we can uh, we can get to the stadium set up whenever we want. We're not stuck on the schedule of uh, you know travel, so that's it's more convenient when we can drive. But it's going to be harder to drive places in the SEC. That's for sure. I don't care family or not, this text says, I, I don't care uh, family or not, if I have the opportunity to fly around anything in Texas, I do it. I do not sit in that traffic. So this person would have left their family at home. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, I think that tells you one thing, that I love my family more than that what person loves their family. you could have done was said, uh, girls, I'll see you there. You guys have fun driving down. They're making me go on the plane. They told me that I had to go on the plane, that there were some things they needed to discuss with me in, while we're in the air. And, yeah. and uh, I'll see you guys there. Things they need to discuss with me while yeah. we're in the air. While you're in the air. They yeah. cannot be discussed they on ground. They cannot be discussed only, on ground, yeah. They can only be discussed at 30,000 feet. <laughs> I believe my wife would have seen right through that story. Now, listen, I don't know if you remember – but my family got me new golf clubs for Christmas. Not That's true. Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Coast soap. I very much enjoy my family. We right. had a great time driving down. I just like complaining about Texas traffic. So I sang all kinds of songs. I listened to the the ref yesterday. I listened to ball games. But dadgum, the traffic's terrible. One more. Hey, Toby. I'm wondering, since the conference move isn't official until June, how much team coverage can ESPN, July 1. Can ESPN or the SEC Network produce? Thinking spring game interviews, etc. from Brian and Cameron. I don't think they'll do anything till July 1. I don't think so. It's a decent question. But I don't think the SEC will touch us, you know, until July 1 with SEC Network and all that kind of stuff. I think that would contractually be stepping over their bounds. Could be wrong. Decent question. I'll ask Joe about that. But my guess is it'll be hands-off until uh, July 1. And then their hands are going to be all over his stage at that point. And our hands are going to be all over them as well. That segment took a turn. (laughs) Man. Arizona play-by-play voice Jed 
Uh, no, no, that's the head coach. Brian Jeffries joins us when we come back on the T-Row in the morning show. It's game day. A long time coming, but I know a change going to come. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. 820 kickoff tomorrow night, Sooners and Wildcats. And it is our pleasure and honor to be joined now by the longtime and outstanding play-by-play voice for Arizona, Brian Jeffries. Brian, good morning. How are you this morning, sir? Uh, Toby, doing very well. Good morning to you. It's uh, great to be in San Antonio and, and ready for a bowl game. It's been a while for Arizona since they played in a bowl, so uh, everyone's very excited to, to get the game underway and, and see what they can do. And it's a great reward, I think, for the team and the guys that have been here for a few years and gone through some really tough times, and now have a chance to you know play for something very meaningful. I don't think our paths have crossed in the last 15 years, which is a a little bit amazing, but I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you tomorrow and hope that uh, you can find some enchiladas down there on the Riverwalk in the time being. Uh, let's start with the excitement of the Arizona fan base. It has been since 2017 since they've gone bowling. What has the lead-up to this this game been like for Wildcat fans? Well, I think you really got to look at the whole season, Toby, and it's been uh, somewhat of a surprise. I mean, Arizona was... Two years ago, they went 1-11, and and they were lucky to win that one game. Uh, then they won five games last year, and things looked really uh, promising. Uh, I thought personally, going into this season, I thought, hey, if they could win six games and get to a bowl, that would be a great stepping stone for Jed Fish and his staff. And, uh, you know, they lost an overtime game at USC, and things didn't look all that good. And, well, that's the last time they've lost. They've won six in a row since then, and the excitement started to build, I think, as the season went on. And, you know, the fans started to realize that uh, Jed is – has started to build something and he will readily admit that, you know, they're not there yet. Uh, but this was a great step for them. And uh, I think winning uh, the last couple of games that they won were probably the most impressive uh, beating Utah. And then of course, beating their rival Arizona state uh, on the Sun Devils home field. And so that kind of set things up uh, to get to nine wins, get to, a, they knew they were going to get to a bowl game. And when they got to nine wins, they said, well, it's going to be a really good bowl game. And so everyone was uh, Excited to be headed for San Antonio, playing a prestigious game like this against you know one of the all-time great college football programs in Oklahoma. I want to ask you about Noah Fafita and this outstanding offense in a second, but tell us more about Jed Fish. How has he done this in such a short amount of time? Well, I know this sounds like a cliche, but it's called it's been all culture. Uh, he came in; he'd never been a head coach before. He'd worked in college football. He'd worked in the NFL. Uh, he'd waited 20 years for an opportunity like this, and uh, he was going to uh, you know, put in every hour possible to make it happen. And so he hired a really good staff. I think that was a, a starting point, including a couple of guys that uh, were great Arizona players in their prime. And uh, from there on out, it was just a matter of trying to sell guys on the fact that, look, we're going we're gonna to build something here. Since he spent a lot of time in the NFL, he tried to model everything that uh, the program did around an NFL team in terms of how they operated on a day-to-day basis. And because everybody wants to play in the NFL, not many get to, but at least that promise is out there that they have the opportunity. And so he felt that that was a selling point for him. He is a great salesman, I'll tell you that. Uh, the man has incredible energy. And, you know, that first year, it was it was tough going. That second year, and they talk a lot about the, the class of 22, the, 
ones they were able to bring in, and Noah Fafita and uh, Tetroa McMillan, et cetera, uh, Jacob Manu, uh, guys that uh, have been kind of the cornerstone of what they've been able to build. So that's that's been it. I mean, it's it's good coaching, and then, as you know, you've got to have talent, and they've been able to get enough talent now to win nine games. And I know Jed's excited about the future. One of the most interesting quarterback matchups, I think, in the bowl season, you got a couple of freshmen going head-to-head here. Noah Fafita takes over early in the season and ends up being the Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year. Man, Brian, this guy is fun to watch. i got to imagine he's fun for you as well. But tell us about his season and, and what makes him so special. Well, you know, it's his, he's a redshirt freshman. He got into three games last year just in mop-up duty. And uh, so he came into this season knowing that he was going to back up uh, Jaden Delora, who was the starter last year. And then fourth game of the year, we're playing at Stanford. And uh, late in that game, Delora gets hurt, turns his ankle uh, rather severely. And so Fafita had been the backup. He comes in and he leads the team on a game-winning drive. Uh, and they beat Stanford, which, uh, you know, they needed to win that game. It was on the road, you know, conference opener, et cetera. And uh, I guess, as you say, the rest is history after that. Uh, we knew that Noah had a very strong arm uh, watching him practice for the last couple of years. Uh, we knew that he was a very heady kid, that uh, he was a great student of the game, uh, but he wasn't the tallest guy in the world. They listed him at 5'11", and, and that may be a bit of a stretch. And so that was kind of the knock against him. Could he succeed uh, not being you know six foot two or taller? And uh, he has proven everybody wrong. Uh, I think one thing that has certainly helped is the fact that uh, – he has great chemistry with the team, and even before he became a starter, he had great chemistry. So when he came onto the field and, and he moved into a starting role, the players had a lot of trust in him. Um, he thinks very quickly on the field. Uh, he's, I, I think because of his size, you know, it helps when he can roll out and throw on the run, which has been a strength of his. He doesn't run a lot. They really don't want him to, again, because you know they want to keep him healthy and and that's not his strength. He's got some good running backs behind him. So it's been it's been a fun story to watch. He's you know he's got an incredible family, and I think that's one thing that makes him very grounded. Uh, even since the you know first game that he didn't even play in last year, his family has been I think to every game that Arizona has played, and I don't know how many of them, but at least some of them. And uh, that type of atmosphere is something that I think has helped him succeed. Uh, certainly off the field and, and then on the field, he's just a, a natural. That's all I can say. And he's got weapons like crazy at the skill positions. I mean, these uh, the wide receivers, the tight end, the, the bevy of running backs, uh, they'll frighten you when you turn on the film. Uh, this is a, a really fun Arizona offense that he has to distribute the ball to. Uh, and that was Jed Fish's background. I mean, he was an offensive guy uh, in – both college and the NFL. And so last year, Arizona had a really good offense last year, but the defense wasn't very good. And so the record didn't show that. And the offense this year is, is pretty much the same as it was last year. It's just a different quarterback right now. And Noah Fafita, but Tedero McMillan, I mentioned him, and a five-star kid that has caught 80 passes this year, Jacob Cowing, who was a transfer from UTEP, but he's been here for a couple of years now and has done some great things. And you know, they picked up a kid from uh, Colorado in the portal, Montana Lamonius Craig, and he's been good. They've got some young guys that have helped out at the wide receiver spots. And then, you know, they're running backs, and we knew going into the season that they were going to be, be very deep there. Uh, Michael Wiley, a senior. Jonah Coleman has, I think, come on and, and established.
established himself as a guy that's going to be really big come next year. And a couple other guys, DJ Williams and Speedy Luke have helped out. And then the, the tight end you mentioned, he's one of my favorite guys, Tanner McLaughlin. Uh, grew up in Canada, uh, really wasn't uh, recruited by many schools in the, in the States. Uh, the story is that he, he, his high school team went to Pullman to watch an Arizona-Washington State game years ago, and he fell in love with Arizona, but they didn't recruit him. He ended up at uh, Utah State uh, for, I, no, it was not Utah, it was Southern Utah, sorry, Southern Utah, and he got hurt there. Uh, but uh, the coaches, you know, sent out film, and Jed Fish had a connection. They said, you need to take a look at this guy. And my goodness, uh, you know, he caught 34 balls last year, 42 this year. And I think he's got a chance to play in the NFL. I, I really do. He's, he's 6'5", 250, somewhere in that range, and uh, just a very smart young man. Five catches away from tying Rob Gronkowski for most catches in a single season. That's impressive. Um, tell us about the Arizona defense this year. Well, it's much improved, and, and that was the thing that they had to do. And, and Jed Fish admitted that, that that last year they put everything into the offense, and now this past off season they did everything they could to build up the defense. And they've gone to the portal, and that's been the, the biggest reason why. I mean, three of the four starters on the defensive line uh, transferred in. Uh, one of their linebackers, actually you know, one guy that's kind of a hybrid guy, so they have two at the linebacker spot. And uh, they have been, I, I can't tell you how big they've been. Uh, you know, Taylor Upshaw from Michigan, uh, Bill Norton from Georgia, uh, Tyler Manoa from UCLA, uh, Justin Flo from Oregon, uh, Martel Irby from UCLA. Those are all the transfers, and they've all made just a major difference. And so Johnny Nansen, who's the defensive coordinator, just has more to work with this year. That's all there is to it. And he's got a good scheme. Um, you know, years ago, Arizona had a defense. It was nicknamed Desert Swarm. It was one of the best in the country over a, uh, about a four- or five-year stretch. And uh, he's kind of gone to that philosophy where they swarm after the ball. And I think, Toby, the best number to look at, two of them is, and, you know, last year Arizona finished 124th in the nation in total defense. And entering the bowl season, they were 36th in that same department. And I think that tells you right there the improvement that they've made again it comes down to personnel and they've been able to use now a scheme that fits that personnel and so that's the reason arizona's won nine games that the offense has been fine i'm not taking anything away from them but when you make that big of a jump on the defensive end that is the the major reason arizona's sitting at nine and three right now if you had one major concern or biggest concern for this game what would it be well, Arizona has struggled to, to take the ball away this year. Now, they've got their turnover margin back even, uh, but they have just not been a team that's done a lot in terms of you know, interceptions, uh, forcing fumbles, etc. They picked off six balls this year, which is actually two more than last year, and two of them came in their last game. So, uh, you know, can they win the turnover battle? I think that's the one thing that, uh, you know, when you – face a team like Oklahoma and you look at their defense and what they've done to force turnovers that uh, Arizona has to avoid that if they want to win the game. So that's the one, probably the biggest question mark, the biggest concern I have going into the Alamo Bowl is can Arizona take care of the ball and can they, you know, somehow force a turnover? So far they've been able to, I want to say, get away with it, but because they have not had a lot of takeaways this year, they still won nine games. Uh, they've done it in other ways, uh, but I think when you face a team like Oklahoma, you've got to, A, avoid the turnover, and B, hope that maybe you can get one. He's got 
the best football team in many years at Arizona, and I think the best basketball team in America. It's a uh, it's a good time to be Brian Jeffries, play-by-play voice of the Arizona Wildcats. Brian, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time this morning. We really appreciate it, and I will see you tomorrow night at the Alamo Dome. Look forward to it. Thanks, Toby. All right, that's Brian Jeffries. He was on the show with us yesterday. Coming up a little bit later in the show, we will hear from Jed Fish, their head coach. We got three predictions for this game. The Alamo Bowl tonight here in San Antonio coming up at the top of the hour as well. Shut up, Toby. We'll be back after this live in San Antonio. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Big thank you to McIntyre Law. They bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Your personal injury attorneys right here in Oklahoma, but serving you nationwide if you need. 1-877-917-5250 or McIntyreLaw.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Toby's having to break in his glove, uh, his voice like he's breaking in a baseball glove. Yeah, 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 yeah. An uncomfortable amount of that discussion at the T.J. Perry Christmas Eve Christmas party. Uncomfortable uh, the other night. amount? Yeah. I felt like I was... I felt like I was cheating on the station. Huh. It was basically listening to Jim Traber's show for two hours while I was at your house. <laughs> two hours. It was about a three-minute conversation, if even three minutes. It, was, it felt like two hours. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't be caught in this conversation. Uh, Toby, you deserve a Ricola sponsorship. Use it to pay for the jet. I like that idea. <laughs> We did get a, a Twitter suggestion of the RV sponsorship for the radio crew, which right. I love and have thrown about out there, maybe not for every game, but for a couple of games a year maybe. Um, and I think that's a possibility. But, uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I think that uh, is a lot of fun in your mind. would probably be a lot of the fun, uh, a lot of fun one time, and then you guys would all kill each other. So... Well, I mean, that's a Teddy lot of time in a small RV driving down the road across the country and back. The reality of the situation is Teddy and Gabe would not participate in that. That's <laughs> true. They will fly with the team and the rest of us would do it. And we'd have a good time, I think. I think we'd have a good time. I mean, we're stuck in the vehicle anyway. Might as well be a bigger vehicle. But I don't know, maybe not. Which, we'll see. By the way, uh, whoever the guy is that sent the packages to the station of probably things they wanted autographed to Dusty Dvorak and Gabe Eichert, they do not work at this station, so <laughs> <laughs> you won't be getting your items autographed. Come on, man. Put a little effort into it. Have somebody run it over to their houses. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah. Probably know where guys work before you start sending memorabilia all over the country. Break time. Three predictions for tonight's Alamo Bowl coming up next.